Hi everyone, welcome to Two Bald Guys Talking Safety. I'm Langdon DeMint. And I'm Julian Taylor. And welcome to our podcast. So, hi, and welcome welcome to this week's pod. I'm going to welcome my buddy Langdon. Happening, Jules. I thought we should just quickly catch up on your your sort of trick-or-treating activities, because I think you'd be fairly in- innovative in terms of your approach to trick-or-treating. So we, um, yeah, last week we had Halloween, or earlier, and we decided to, you know, you'd get a lot more houses hit if you rode around in the golf cart. Fortunately, we have a golf cart, and now valid, this was after I'd already been trick-or-treating at four other days, so four other different occasions. So I didn't really want to even do it, period. But I was like, if we're going to do this, I'm going to take the golf cart and drive us around the neighborhood. So I had my Bowser costume on from Mario Brothers, and we were taking the little kids around, hitting up the houses. How about you? Do you have any trick-or-treaters? Um, I am actually the trick-or-treating Grinch. So when, when they come and knock on my door, I open the door and just say, talk to her. <laughs> oh, are you a nothing go? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, Sounds fun. <laughs> but, it's, it's, but it's great to see that you're, A, maximizing the, the value that you're getting out of your golf cart, and B, you're maximizing your sugar intake as well. I'm, 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 I'm impressed. I'm impressed at the ingenuity of Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, if, if I'd had that when I was little, it would not have been. It would have been good. No. Should we talk about safety? No. Yes. I mean, yes. Fine. So we're going to take a look this week at, at, at reporting, and it and it's an area that we're we're both really interested in. Thinking about the data that we we do capture within our organisations, but actually, how do we then use that data? Who do we share that data with? Really importantly, do they understand why we're sharing that data with them as well? Um, so we want to sort of almost take this back to basics in terms of thinking about why we collect that data um, and, and, and the effect that it has. So as, as, as usual, when you talk about things like this, we'll talk about trends. We'll talk about those pesky leading indicators and lagging indicators. But I suppose in the first place, it's thinking about wh- why do we put a focus on doing this? What, why do we actually do this? And and, and I suppose if I reflect on our world where, we, where we, we talk about software and a lot of the time I hear these really fluffy statements being made about things like, oh, I want to get better visibility of my data. And, well, what does that really mean? So I sort of encourage people to think about actually, why do you really want to collect this data? What are you trying to do with it? And I suppose you could really distill it down to to one thing. The The real value of data is that if, if we if we if we collect it and use it well, we can drive continuous improvement. And the flip goes goes the flip side of that is true as well is that if we're not collecting it, not using it well, we're going to struggle to 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 drive any kind of improvement. And I know we, we've talked before, haven't we, Langdon? And, and there's a specific example that you you talk about, which is really interesting and highlights what's going on when things aren't working properly. Yeah, and I think so. Reporting as a whole is it's curious, right? Because, and maybe take a quick step back when we think of reporting, that's a pretty broad. That means reporting for regulatory needs, reporting what you see around you. Maybe it's hazards. Maybe it was an actual incident that occurred. Maybe it was a it was a good catch. Report that. Report everything. And I was from you know, I guess if I think about 
growing up and even early on in my career, uh, thinking about it from the standpoint of, I would have been more on the other side of probably the lack of reporting, you know, report. And I, and I think that's probably a previous generation. Also, we see on certain, certain elements of things is you report something when it has to be reported, not, not out of bad, but just, you know, it's fine. We can handle it, go on. And then you report when something happens, but kind of thinking of that. And then when you transition and you've started having cultures and, and organizations that are becoming more proactive and they've started reporting more, you know, now we see just a plethora of, of data, a plethora of insights. And, and what do you do with that? And there was a customer or uh, organization prospect we worked with a few years ago, and they were fairly large scale, had a lot of, uh, quite a few thousands of employees. And I don't remember how many sites, but quite a, quite a few sites. And they were very comfortable with the amount of data reporting they were getting. So, you know, obviously right off the bat, well, that's great. You know, what are, what are we looking at? We kind of started talking about that. And I noticed just in some of the uh, phrases they were saying, it was kind of like past tense. And I, I didn't say much about it at first, just kind of kept, you know, we, we kept talking about some of their, um, some of their stories, some of their situations. And then it finally came out. I, I asked, well, what about if something happens today? And really it, it depended on how serious it was. So basically they were six, seven, eight months behind. So they had a ton of data. They had a ton of insight coming in, but when they opened their books, quote unquote, listeners or Excel, whatever you want to call it at the time, whenever they opened that, the real life that they were seeing was everything that had happened six months ago. And it was because or longer, I think it was six to eight, something like that, but it was because everything they had, they had a ton of data, but they were trying to actually go through it. They were trying to understand it and it was all in the past. So you start thinking, what is, what is all the reporting getting to? And it basically shows that if, unless it's something truly serious, I, I don't even know if I would say a SIF potential, it has to be a true, almost SIF. I don't know that they would even recognize it. So then you start saying, well, how can we actually move forward from this? And that's when you try to come up with different ways of creating better efficiency, uh, better effectiveness, because at, on the onset, a lot of reporting and unfortunately, all that reporting, it's I'm not going to say it's going to the wayside by any means, but you have to figure out how to prioritize and, and keep up to real life scenario or real life timing, I should say. Well, the, the, the cynical Yorkshireman in me, Langdon, is going to say it's a complete waste of time. <laughs> well, at least they have it, you know. I mean, there's well, they they have it. Yeah, they can. So in OSHA or or in our world, the HSE walk through the door. They've got something they can show them. It's yeah. just back there. <laughs> so I think, yeah. Um. So I think, I, I think top tip from the from the board guys to start with is 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 stop looking at, at the past and let's start trying to make a difference in, in the, in the future. I hope that didn't sound too cliched, but we'll prioritize, you know, at least. Yeah. But, it, but it's thinking about, again, that point we made a, a moment ago, does it make a difference? If, if the report is not making a difference, that's a great reflection to start with as a health and safety professional is okay. I produced this month, this, this report on a, on a, on a frequency, does it make a difference? And if it's not making a difference, 
it, it's time to stop and think about right how do we change it so that it does yeah um and i suppose the first the first point we would always sort of talk about is is trying to change the sort of habits that we get into we tend to get into habits as uh, well we're human beings aren't we we just get into habits and one of the habits that health and safety professionals get into is that they do a report they do a report once a month and they do a report about certain things and it's normally incidents it's normally about the things that have already happened that we can't affect or, or change so a great starting point is to think about right how frequently do I want to put information in front of people and what's that information going to be? And I think one of the really important elements of that is you want to start to make noise about safety. If we're going to going to make safety part of what you do within an organization, you've got to get people talking about it. And data is actually a really powerful way to do that. If, if, if we can start to help people to understand what is the data we're showing them, why does it have a value to them as an individual or to a team? As a team, actually, and then we give it to them more frequently. Maybe that they get it every day. Actually, they start to talk about that stuff. But actually, by talking about that stuff, it starts to make it a part of what you do, just as your day job. It's not this separate thing. Um, I, I say it so frequently, but I stand by it. Langdon, if I send you a monthly report with some numbers in. How often are you going to think about those numbers? I don't want to answer. Don't that, let me down. But it would be. Don't let me it down. Would be, it would be that day. monthly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, isn't it? It's that. It's it's human nature. I, I think about stuff when I need to think about it. Um, I prioritize what's going on in my world. We all do it. So actually, if if our safety team only sends me stuff once a month, that's when I'm going to think about it. That's when I'm going to consciously think about it. Obviously, that doesn't hold absolutely true, but it's a pretty good rule of thumb. So the first thing we've got to do is start to say, right, okay, frequency, and what are we showing people? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think we think about, and hopefully when we've gone through this, you know, that incident management life cycle and thinking about that whole process, and I mean, realistically, I mean, I, I try to do this in all things, but especially when it comes to health and safety, it really is what can we do to actually keep it simple? And it's not for the sake of trying to make it so simple that it, it it's just mundane. That That's not the point, but it's keeping it simple so that we can get that engagement. We can get a quick understanding of, Hey, what's happening? You know, what's, what did you rather do? Go down a arduous convoluted journey or go through a more simple journey that maybe is just as pretty, let's say. You know, it's it's the simplicity of it. And I think that we need to we need to ensure that we're doing that. You know, I think of a lot of times when I was in um, in college and we would have labs and I was a, a biology major. So when I'd be in labs, it'd be, you know, four or five hours. And I would always take the most detailed notes possible. I mean, write everything down. That wasn't necessarily the simple method, but I did it because the overarching simple method was if I messed up, I know exactly what I did. So for simplicity's sake, I can go back and, and figure out where that is. And I think the same thing's pretty true here when we think about reporting. It's, you know, we, we always get caught up in wanting the needing to understand what happened with our incidents. What did we report to OSHA or you know, HSE or any regulatory body, whatever. But, and that is crucial. I'm not negating that, but it's, 
taking a step back and what are we actually reporting even before we get to that stage? Is that a simple method? You know, I've seen some where some of the near miss reportings were so, so long, so detailed. And I get it. You want to treat it uh, in similar fashion to an incident, but at the same time, if it is that convoluted, you might not get a simple reporting method. And that's just that. And, you know, when you want to have more positive in an organization, we've talked about that, what's going to lead to a positive organization as a whole, but more positive behaviors, positive reinforcement of various aspects. If we, if we constantly are making simple methods for reporting good observations, you know, Hey, I saw Jules don his PPE properly. That's a, that's a good thing. Make it simple. Whether a picture or just a quick, quick type in and send it off and boom, there you go. That, that to me, that's just kind of an, an underlying value that we almost need to keep is keep it simple. And that understanding of why are we even wanting to report? The joker in me wanted to say, why would I be wearing Don's PPE? But <laughs> I'm, I'm going to move on quickly past Put that. Okay. That's the dad, <laughs> that's, that's the dad jokes coming out. That's a good one. But, but I think, I think it's a great point is, is, is making it, making it really easy if you make it easy, people are just more likely to do it. And we've told the story before about the the, the sort of the head of safety in in, in a large infrastructure organisation. Ten thousand people, four percent of them were actually engaged with safety. So the first thing he said, I want to be able to do is, can we get it so that our our people can report a hazard in ten seconds? Because if they can report a hazard in ten seconds, they're just more likely to do it. Yeah. And, and, and if we at least know about it, we can then dig in and, and get any more information if we need it. But the first thing is knowing about it. And I think, again, it's a really important point. And, and that's a really great example where actually how valuable are your reports full stop if only 4% of your workforce are engaged with safety? Because actually the data is not coming in that's, that, that's going to tell you anything anyway. So so one of the key things we need to do is, is engage people. Um, and we've talked before about, and, and we're reflecting back on some of the other pods here, um, make it easy, and, and that's going to help, but also help people to understand the sort of personal value of why, why should they report something? What's the personal value to them of reporting things? Um, and we've talked about sort of re- getting people to reflect on what's going on outside of the workplace that could be affected by an incident, for example. So I think these are all important points when we're thinking about this whole overarching topic of of reporting um and and again if we start to do those things we start to gather better data um and i suppose the other thing langdon you, you when you when you're talking about keeping it simple i think a lot of the things we want to report on are simple so if hazards for example it's not a complicated thing is it um it's a fairly simple subject um so let's make it easy for people to report on but then think about what do we do with that data once we've collected it what how do we use it yeah and you know you actually said something a moment ago we didn't talk about either and that is if you have i mean you said four percent in that instance but let's say it's ten percent and just make it a little more proactive palatable yeah, exactly. So let's say you have 10%. I would be shocked if the 10% that we're actually reporting are not the same ones that are always reporting. 
And that's something else we say, you know, and thinking about it from that perspective is, okay, we're, we're getting whatever, 10 out of a hundred people are reporting regularly. Most likely it's going to be the same 10 every, whatever, if you look at it on a monthly basis or you know, bi-weekly, it, it's going to be the same 10. So then you start thinking, well, how well are these 10 employees able to actually see the entire facility? And inherently they're not. I mean, just because they're not in all those locations. So then you start thinking, well, we're getting some insights, but we're getting insights in specific areas. You know, and that's one thing I always try to try to push when we're working with organizations. It's just helping to understand that everything, whether you're utilizing a software tool or, or whatever you're doing, it's it's only as good as what you're getting out of your employees. And that's the whole, that's the whole kicker, if you will. It's, it's ensuring that what you have, what you're putting in, if, if you're wanting to get something out of it, you have to put something in to try to learn from that. And, and I think sometimes we get, we get so caught up in wanting to manage the incidents or, or talking about our, our new misses, or even talking about general reporting that we might not look at it for even being a little more granular to, who is reporting, how frequent are we doing that, you know, and, and that kind of in a broad scale, because otherwise we're probably going to get a, a sample size that's not quite as large as we want, and it could be more focused, and we didn't even realize it. Yeah. I, I think building on that point as well, if we know who's reporting, it's, it's stopping and thinking, right, how do we how do we use that information? So maybe we start to to call out those people who are, are reporting things let's 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 promote a, a sort of company meetings the teams that are good at reporting things and actually promote that it's a good thing that this happens um a, alongside that it's then making sure there's some kind of feedback loop isn't it so that if people do report things you can reflect and show the positive outcomes because they've reported that thing so because there's nothing that stifles reporting more than actually seeing that nothing happens as a result of it. If nothing happens as a result of it, why should I report something next time? So I think it becomes self-fulfilling that if we share the data more frequently, if we share it to the right people and we encourage those people to talk about it, it starts to actually build this this culture around data and the reporting of data and then the the visualization of data that it's a good thing so i think it, again it's that noise thing can we just get people talking about it and if we can get people talking about it it might just prompt somebody when they are walking around the facility to say actually i've seen something i'm going to tell somebody about that or i'm going to report it um so it's it, it, it's it's this whole it kind of all all the pieces have to be joined together, I think, if you're going to make this thing work. But I think one of the key things is 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 stopping and thinking about right, what do we get people to report on? What do we get them to tell us about? And yeah. you know what you just said, very very much so. I think it is definitely cyclical, cyclical, because that was a struggle right there. It was a struggle <laughs> because if you think about it, the more the more I report let's say i'm a champion in the manufacturing environment and you're a fellow employee with me the more i report and hopefully our leadership is acting on it and i'll tell you 
George, you know, they've actually acknowledged some stuff that I'm reporting. That's going to make you potentially more open to then reporting what you're seeing. And as long as whoever it is, it doesn't have to be senior leaders, but I mean, if they are the ones involved, but middle managers, I mean, all the way up, if they're then acting on it and at least said, Hey, we are aware of what you brought up. That's great. You know, good, bad, indifferent. Um, then you start seeing that whole circle. So the more they do that, I'm going to want to do this. And then it just continues. And that's when I start thinking about how we can see positive change. And that is because it is that open line of communication that we are reporting on. You know, you think about what I'm doing. I'm reporting on the the good things I've seen. So I'm trying to not just focus on negative. I'm reporting on the bad. I'm reporting on hazards. I'm reporting on incidents. But then we have all all levels. And I think that's when we start to see, and especially on, from the onset, we start to see a, a good collection of, of insight. But then you start thinking, well, what can we do with that on the backside? Well, if we have all this data, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of going back to what we said at the beginning, then now we can start actually having positive learning lessons from all that data because we have real life, wide breadth sample size of insights that we're collecting. So what do we do with it then? And that's, that's when we start seeing, that's when you start seeing a, a better change from an organizational standpoint. The simple thing is if you, if you don't know what's going on, it's very hard to change. It's very hard to improve, isn't it? I, and I, I know you love a good golfing analogy, so I'll give you a good golfing analogy, which is, which is I, I, I spent, spent many years playing golf and never, ever had a lesson. But so, so when things started going wrong, I couldn't put it right because I had no idea what I was doing wrong in the first place. Um, I then spent some time having some lessons. It's not turned me into a into a championship golfer, but what it has done is it's really it's empowered me to that when things do start to go wrong, I can analyze things and I can change it to put them right. And it's exactly the same in safety. If we can analyze what's going on. It doesn't necessarily even have to be things that are going wrong, but if we can analyze the things that people are telling us and the suggestions they're making, we stand a chance of of, of improving. Um, and, and I was just thinking as you were talking then, um, which is, again, we don't have to just report negatives, do we? Let's start reporting those positive things. And, and it doesn't even need to be that classic traditional terminology of hazards or near misses. It could be, what are your safety ideas? Yeah, just... Give us if you if you have a safety idea, tell us about it. And and going back to what you just said, Langdon. Then, if if your manager or a leader in the business comes to you and says, Langdon, great idea, we're going to take that up. We're going to do something with it. It's not just how it might make your 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 sort of um, colleagues feel. How do you feel as an individual? You feel good, don't you? Yeah. You've for for those not watching on YouTube, he's just patted himself on the back. Yeah. Um, but but you feel good about yourself, don't you? And if you feel good about yourself, what do you do next time you have an idea? You're going to share it. Share it again, aren't you? And you encourage it to others to share. So we're getting to my my favorite catchphrase. You like camaraderie. My favorite. That's a word more than a catchphrase, I have to say. But um, but my, my phrase that I love is behavior breeds behavior. Um, and that's one of the things we're trying to encourage out of our leadership is that they talk about safety and they promote the people who've done things well, actually it encourages that same behavior to become repeat. Yep. So people do it again. They keep doing it. 
So I know we're we're short on time today. Um, I think we can probably talk talk about this more, and we will do in 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 future podcasts. But hopefully, there's some some tips there for 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 you to think about and and reflect on. It's that introspection again, isn't it? To to look at what you're doing. Have we have we sort of dropped into to habits? Can we break those habits? So can we report differently? What are the things we're reporting on? Can we report on something that's different? If it's not adding any value, if it's not changing anything, let's change it. Yeah. Um, and, and absolutely more frequently into more people so we can start to create that noise. We can start to get people talking and making a noise about safety. So it just becomes part of those daily conversations. Yeah, and I think just kind of like what we've really tried to theme and various aspects is take an introspective look at what you're doing. Maybe you have a pretty good, what you feel like uh, reporting, I'll say reporting culture, but really start looking at that and, and saying, are, are we getting all avenues from, from good observations to good ideas or good catches, whatever you want to call it? Because just because you're doing things a certain way doesn't mean that you can't start getting new insights, new analytics, new thoughts that can actually lead to a, a better organizational process all along. And, and that's what we're, I mean, ultimately, and that's what we're wanting to do. So, um, so yeah, there's a, there's a phrase, there's a phrase that describes that, isn't there, Langner? Continuous improvement. Oh, continuous improvement. <laughs> Hang, we're, we're back to the start again, aren't we? Exactly. Yeah. So my final commitment for this pod is I will give trick or treating a go next year and I might even do it in a golf cart. So that I can maximise on my productivity. You can um, you can come trick or treating with me anytime, Jules. I would love to do that. Yeah, Na- go to Nashville and go trick or treating. Let's do it. Great speaking, Langdon. Um, we will be back in a couple of weeks as usual, and look forward to talking more safety. Thanks, everyone. Hey, everyone, really appreciate you tuning into this episode of Two Bald Guys Talking Safety. Please follow and subscribe to wherever you stream your favorite podcast or visit us at evotix.com. And if you want to see how follically challenged we really are, come and check us out on YouTube. If you've got value from the podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and in the review section of this podcast, if you could leave us a review or a rating, that would be great. And as always, everyone, while you're going about your days, about your normal lives, stay safe out there and watch each other's back. Mm-hmm.